A man said to me in counseling one time, can a 50-year-old man change? Now, he was serious. Back then, uh, in those days, I asked myself the question in response to his, let's see, how many more years is it going to be before they can and refrigerate me? I counted on my fingers at that time, six more years, and I have no possibility of changing anymore? Ridiculous. Of course a 50-year-old man can change. A 60-year-old man can change. A 70-year-old man can change. An 80-year-old man can change. A 90-year-old man can change. I don't care how old he is, he can change. And if he knows Jesus Christ, he'd better change. In dealing with older persons, however, I continually find that older people in counseling excuse themselves from doing what God says by stressing their age. As an excuse, they get away with it many places. And so they have learned to use this excuse. God doesn't accept any excuses like this. But they'll say to me, no, you just can't teach an old dog new tricks. They need to have that kind of language challenged. So I always challenge it. I simply say, well, I don't know about that. I'm not an animal trainer. But I do know one thing. You're not an old dog. You're a man who was created in the image of the living God. And if he tells you that you can change, you can change. Now, you see, it is, of course, hard to change an established pattern or habit. But the older person is not the only one who has that difficulty. Just try to teach a child that has established the habit of slamming a screen door not to do so. It takes just as much work and effort for that child to make a change once that habit has become unconsciously established as it does for an older person to change. You know, the excuse just doesn't hold up. As a matter of fact, when you take a person like Abraham and you look at his life in his old age and see how God demanded change of him, how he was required to pick up and leave. When uh, God says in Hebrews eleven twelve, for example, that he was as good as dead, he was required to do those remarkable things for God with reference to his child who was born in his old age. Older persons who have lived with Jesus Christ for years ought to be the ones who know the most about change and who are best able to change. After all, some of the most dramatic changes of all come in old age. And persons who are unwilling or unable to handle that change really meet change with a tragic style. You see, the change of losing a life partner comes most frequently in old age, and that's a very difficult change to handle. And yet God has reserved that kind of change for older persons in most instances. And so he knows that it takes many, many years to be ready to prepare for that kind of change. The greatest change of all, the change from this life to the life to come, ordinarily takes place 
most frequently occurs with older persons. So let's not get this idea that God has reserved change only for young people, only for children, only for middle age. No, some of the most dramatic changes of all must come in the older periods of our lives. God says, if we have lived with him a life of change continually, if we have become pilgrims and strangers and have not gotten our roots down too deeply, but we have recognized where our home is in heaven, that we can handle change. Indeed, the whole Christian life is a life of change. The whole Christian life is not only a journey from, to, but the whole Christian life is sanctification, growing, changing, becoming more like Jesus Christ each day of our lives and less like the old person that we used to be before we came to know Christ as our Savior. Change. Change is a very important and very dramatic and very vital part of our very Christian experience itself. It ought to be Christians and older Christians particularly who most welcome change who look forward to that day when their bodies shall be changed and no longer suffer the aches and pains, to the day when their souls will be changed and no longer will be suffering by the miseries of all the difficulties of this life. Change is what we have before us, the greatest, most dramatic, most thorough change of all, when God changes men who are sinners and who are uh, who are subject to all the ills and defects of sin in this world into perfect people where the spirits of just men are made perfect by God himself. Change. Listen to what John says in 1 John 2, 13, 14. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. Verse 14, I have written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. In contrast to the younger men whom he mentions also in those two verses, he speaks specifically to the fathers who all these years have lived and known Jesus Christ since they first came to know him as their Savior. And how the young men need the wisdom, how the young men need the direction, the guidance, that the fathers in the faith can give to them so that their strength, about which John speaks, can be rightly and wisely employed in the service of Christ. The young and the old alike need to change, and they need to do those cha make those changes together in the service of Christ. So, my friend, look, let's stop this complaining. Let's stop this excuse-making. Let's stop whatever it is. If you are saying today, Oh, well, I'm just too old to change. I'm just too set in my ways to have any difference. The Spirit of God lives in you if you know Christ. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of holiness, and holiness comes only to sinners by change. It is that Spirit of God who will give you the strength to make the changes that God requires in your life. Don't give up. Don't quit. Some of the greatest changes of all may be right before you if you're willing to have them by God's grace. Lord, bless those who listen today. Keep them from ever saying, I'm too old to change, we pray. For Christ's sake, amen.